Hello, everybody. Just a very quick one about Instagram. If you're on it, Meta, the parent company, is reducing the number of political posts visible to users on their feed. This is a real thing, not a hoax. So go to your Instagram profile, tap the three horizontal lines in the top right corner to open the settings tab, scroll down to what you see, click on content preferences, open political content, and turn on don't limit political content. That's an option. Otherwise, you won't see almost anything we post because we are deemed political. Please do that now or you won't even see the posts about our shows, our fun things. So if you want to see Guilty Feminist content and know when we're coming to a place near you, releasing a new podcast, do it now. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm a feminist, but recently my friend was talking about programming an independent cinema themed to the days of the week. For example, Scorsese Saturday, Western Wednesday. He asked me for suggestions, and I said, Chick Flick Tuesday! And he replied, hmm... I was sure you were going to say Feminist Friday. I can't make it that Friday. <laughs> I have plans. Uh, I'm reading uh, submissions from the listeners. I'm a feminist, but I put on false eyelashes to go to a 6 a.m. yoga class because I thought my ex-girlfriend would be there. She was not. They fell off because I forgot it was hot yoga. <laughs> I'm a feminist, but my husband and I love watching Dragon's Den. And we notice that if a conventionally attractive female entrepreneur comes into the den, Peter Jones often sits up and says, you're very investable, even if he doesn't like her product. Now, when we are watching, if a stereotypically hot young woman comes in, we always say, she's very investable. And now sometimes we say it when we are out in restaurants. This is also from a listener. 
I'm a feminist, but today I accidentally referred to the British Prime Minister as a girl and was corrected by a man who said, Woman, Shirley, aren't you a feminist? Did I say Shirley as if that was her name? You, you do. You, you say, like, airplane. Please stop calling me Shirley. Yeah. How else would you say it? Woman, surely. Probably say it your way. Okay, hold on. I'm sure you mean a woman. <laughs> you can edit that in. Yeah, no, that'll, that'll sound supernatural when it's edited. <laughs> I'm a feminist, but I would trade one vote in one election as long as I was in an extremely safe left-wing seat for Jennifer Aniston's hair. If I was very sure my vote didn't count. If I got Jennifer Aniston's hair for life. Which vote is that? Is that the vote, uh, is that the vote that, I don't know, people died? So yep. you yes, 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 yes. Okay, I, I didn't say I was proud of it. This is the section <laughs> where we admit bad things. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston's hair. Mm. She's got the best hair. Hair like Jennifer Aniston or her hair? <laughs> That's a really good point. Isn't it? God, if I was responsible for making the most famous hair woman in the world bald, people would hate me. And you would feel worse about balding Jennifer Anderson and about not voting. Yes, <laughs> genuinely. Just checking. As long as I was in a safe place. If I was in a marginal seat or a swing state in America, no way, of course. This is also from a listener. I'm a feminist, but when I arrived at the Edinburgh Festival, I wrote a really cheery group text saying, hey, if anyone's around for a pint tonight, I'll be at the Pleasance Courtyard at nine o'clock. And then I only sent it to the guy I have a crush on. <laughs> to be fair, I could have written that too. <laughs> so who, who, who hasn't done that? <laughs> if you haven't done that, it's been done to you. <laughs> Live from the Gilded Balloon at the Edinburgh Fringe, the Spontaneity Shop presents the Guilty Feminist, Sophie Hagen, Deborah Francis White, and tonight's special guest, Jordan Raskopoulos. The actors are also talking about hair removal. The Guilty Feminist, the podcast in which we explore our noble goals as 21st century feminists and our hypocrisies and insecurities which undermine them. Um, so, uh, so today we're going to talk about hair removal. Now, I'm not. Uh, entirely comfortable. I'm not going to lie to you. Talking about anything, like saying the words pubic hair, it's very difficult for me. It's so I, funny. I can only talk about it in incredibly formal language. You call it sc- scatology. That's only the loo, though. That's that's like. Yeah, but you have like a whole area of things that you can't say. It's true. Everything body fluids. Well, last week we talked about periods. anything neck and down. Well, <laughs> I can talk about sex. I can talk about things going into the body, just not anything coming out of it. <laughs> that seems to be my rule. I've never realised that before until this very second, but that's my rule. Anything inserted. Say... All good. S- say the word anal. No. <laughs> um, so what were your challenges? Um, what, what was your challenge this week? I have very dark hair. Dark, long hair. My dad didn't give me a lot. That's what he gave me. <laughs> so much hair. Like, everywhere. Like in your head, you're going, but not there. Yeah, there. It's everywhere. Wow. So I think my usual thing is to, like, I shave most of it. I don't do waxing, because, I mean, I hate myself, but not that much. Yeah. And so I literally, I shave uh, fingers, because otherwise it's Wolverine. 
and I shave my toes because otherwise Wolverine and uh, legs you know to an extent you know thighs are like meh <laughs> you know that's a big area <laughs> don't have time for it um, under my arms and sometimes my moustache <laughs> and uh, I used to, when I was a teenager I used to shave my arms but that you don't shouldn't do that that's never good so I've kind of I've accepted the arms and then I just I realized there was no logic reason for doing this I, in my head I had that voice saying it's cleaner but it's not because I shower <laughs> no you know <laughs> I have a friend who calls her bush uh, the flavor saver <laughs> I would, I would. We're now in an area I'm really uncomfortable in. It's like, it's like we've walked into a very seedy bar at 4 a.m. and there's, there's violence in the eyes of everyone. Well, that's, why, that's basically why I said it, because I love making you uncomfortable. I know, you do. I know, I know. So I thought, okay, I'll just leave it, because there's no logic reason for me doing this. It's only because when I was a teenager, all my teenage friends said, you, you should do this, you're a woman, that's what we do. So I stopped, just stopped. And um, a month in, and that's... Like, that's a lot of inches. Uh, I, uh, I went to a friend's birthday party, and we hooked up, and as we were about to get naked, don't know why I said it with that accent, <laughs> get naked, uh, I remembered, and, for, you know, I had that second of going, oh, shit, because I'm okay with this, but I don't know if he is. But, you know, I kind of respected him enough, and also disrespected him enough. <laughs> To let it happen and nothing bad happened he didn't even sneeze did he mention it because it's, no. it's, it's running contrary to fashion or do you think this is coming back into fashion I think it's coming back into fashion I don't think he's the kind of guy who sleeps with fashionable people <laughs> so I don't think he knows that I think he just thought I was hot anyways and it, sex is nice and then we had the sex I really don't think I mean in theory he could have thought like bad things, but I don't feel like I sleep with people who would think that, but it was, it was more about overcoming it in my own head and going, okay, you know what, realistically, there might be people who'd go, whoa, shit, I'm not touching that, I can't find it, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to sleep with those people, and that's yeah. fine. Like, I, I got that into my head because I read a women's magazine when I was 18, because I'm an idiot, and it had an interview with, like, a bunch of reality stars, like men, and they were all saying, like, oh, women should be completely clean-shaven, and they should be this, and it's disgusting if there's any hair, etc. Yeah. And I remember reading that, thinking, oh, okay, oh, sorry, I'm going to change that now, because that's just how I assumed all men were thinking. And, I, I mean, there are people out there who do feel like that, but that's not... You can't, the, the you point can't that, change for those people. I don't want to change for those people. And I... God, I'm saving so much time. I did it. I, 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 sh I shaved my legs because I missed the feeling of, like, legs against new bedding. And that was the only reason. <laughs> only reason. Yeah. No, it's, it's really good oh, to do the thing that you really want to do. The thing that's always said is, it's your choice. Choose whatever you want. That's a feminist act if you're choosing it. And I think that's true to an extent... <laughs> but I also think sometimes the choice we're making is because we've been born and raised in the patriarchy. So, yes, it is my choice to squeeze my feet into stilettos because I feel sexier, but that's because of the indoctrination I've had since I was a small child about what a sexy woman looks like. So my new thing is I'm going to take a break from doing my choice and I'm going to try the other choice that isn't along with the stereotype of what an attractive woman does, 
that may be more comfortable, uh, less painful, less expensive, and live with that for a couple of months. And then I'm going to say, I choose smooth legs because I love the way they feel against the sheets. Or after I got used to hairy legs and no one was really staring at them and it made no big difference, I thought, do you know what? I really liked that and try that again. Because I think sometimes we go, I choose always to be bronzed and, and smooth because that's my choice. And that's feminist choice. Hashtag feminism. And actually, we don't try the other thing, so we never find out if we like it or not. Do you see what I mean by that? I see what you mean. I don't... Um, I know one person who, for some reason, hasn't been affected by, <laughs> I don't know, the patriarchy. <laughs> like she, it's like she doesn't know what the expectations are. It's like she's, she should think she's been brought up in like a jungle somewhere <laughs> with no Wi-Fi. She's by wolves. I mean, I think she might have been. <laughs> it's a really difficult one because it also, it's quite... I think it's just all has to be seen in like a context. And I don't think you necessarily need to have hairy legs for six months in order to know what you really want and what you feel like. I kind of, I put it on myself to sometimes do something that's a bit uncomfortable if it can help push the world a bit. Like I didn't love putting photos of my naked stomach on Instagram. It wasn't the best thing in the whole world, but I felt like there would be some 14 or 15 year old girls seeing that who were fat, who would see that and go, Oh, and it would push it a little bit. Everyone needs to do something that's Everyone a bit needs uncomfortable. Everyone needs to push the envelope. What? Can I push the envelope in the way that I want to? Because I'm no. not sure I'm going to put naked pictures on Instagram. Um, <laughs> not that you put naked pictures on Instagram. Edit that out. <laughs> uh, Welcome to the stage, Stepper Francis White! I always used to think that I was still a little bit Australian. I should explain. I was born and raised in Australia. I know I don't sound especially Australian, but I read a lot of Enid Blyton as a child and I picked up the accent from the books. <laughs> and I moved here as soon as I could on my gap year, never went back to Australia to live. And always figured that though I felt more British, identify as British, uh, that there was a little bit of Australian still in me. And I discovered last year when I went home for a holiday that there wasn't. I am no longer Australian. And I'll tell you how I know. I went for a bikini wax in a small Australian town. And I went in and I said to the lady, I just want to tidy up. Like, I've never been one to have a Brazilian or anything. I just wanted to tidy up. And the lady looked down and she went, oh, yeah, you don't want koala ears down there. <laughs> And so I got up on her special bed and uh, she uh, poured uh, hot wax on my area and uh, began to rip it off. And this is one of the things, so you sitting there, this is a male privilege. I'm going to guess that you have never paid another human being to pour hot wax on your genitalia and ask them to rip it off. Is that the case? Not paid, no. You've not paid for it. <laughs> Have you ever had it done for free? If so, where do you go? Because it costs me a frickin' fortune. Uh, so, so she starts ripping bits of wax off my skin and uh, she still looks down and she goes, oh, oh, I've gone a bit high on this side. Oh, I'll just have to even off on that side. Oh, that's a bit crooked now. I'll just take a bit more. Oh, it looks a bit odd underneath. I'll just take it off underneath. Oh, I just need to go a bit higher. Oh, just a bit straighter, just a bit higher, just a bit straighter, just a bit higher, just even it off, just a bit higher, just a bit straighter, just even it off, just higher, straighter, even it off, even it off, even it off, straighter, higher, higher, underneath, straight, straighter, straighter, even it off, even it off, bit off the top, bit off the side, bit off the side. Oh, love, I'm sorry, I'm really going to have to charge you for the full Brazilian. 
And I knew I was British because I paid and tipped her. <laughs> and as I walked away, I thought, that's extraordinary, isn't it, what's just happened? It's a bit like paying someone to tidy your house, coming home, finding they've robbed you blind and paying extra, because admittedly, there really is no clutter. <laughs> no clutter at all. And I got home from this long trip to Australia and uh, my husband picked me up from the airport and we went home and I got in the bath and he came into the bathroom to have a chat and find out how the trip had gone and lying there chatting to him. And after a while I went, um, so I've got some news <laughs> down there. He said, you've had a Brazilian? I went, yeah. He said, that's not news. I said, why not? He said, well, for a start, I've been talking to you in the bath for half an hour. <laughs> and secondly, you put it on Facebook. challenge I had this uh, sort of mugging of a waxing and uh, at first it was the oddest experience because um, it was smooth like a Barbie it was the weirdest thing and what I had not realized and this is where I'm gonna have to speak in quite formal language um, <laughs> is that how can I say this discreetly <sighs> if you, if there's no hair there liquid runs, just runs down your leg. So... What liquid? Do you piss yourself? Is no, that? no. Liquids like... I'll, I'll say it formally. Micturition? What? Uh, Anyone? Urine. Urine? Mm. That's what I just said. I didn't piss myself. No, it's just when you finished peeing, you, you wipe it, right? Yeah. <laughs> You have to wipe a lot more thoroughly because otherwise you just get... Maybe you always have to wipe more thoroughly. <laughs> Maybe don't um, assume that's right, there sure. to... Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Menstruation, it just runs straight down. So, uh, copula <laughs> copulation... Oh, I know that one. Yeah? Yeah. Sperm. Sperm, yes. But do you usually keep, keep it up there? No. <laughs> if you get out of bed having copulated... And then you're walking into the bathroom. It's just running down your leg. And it was never like that before. Clench. <laughs> Isn't that... No, I'm just saying that the experiences were different. Okay. Hair-free and hair-full. But after a while of having this Brazilian... At first I didn't like it. And then after a while I was like, oh, it's really clean... And I felt somehow more confident about certain sexual activities. But no wonder it's more clean if you never wipe. No. <laughs> that makes all the sense. I did wipe. I, I just, it's just so <laughs> you, you've used it as like a little basket. No. Like blood, sperm oh and urine. I hate this so much. This is going to be like a recurring nightmare for the rest of my life. There's a whole audience of people here. Either that or I've overslept and I'm still asleep. And this show is going on and my brain's trying to wake me up to tell me get to the theatre. Um, so, am I naked? No. Okay. Uh, it's not a dream. So, I think we're uh, all happy that you're not. Now that we know. Thank you. Oh, God. This you is devastating. This is devastating. None of this is going to make the edit. So, you guys, glad you were here. Well, I'm double recording it. No, it's going you. out thank on you. my new podcast, Unedited Guilty Feminist. Oh! Oh! The remix. Um, so, yeah. So, I started to like the fact that I felt confident that there was literally nothing there. 
And so it slightly changed my relationship with the sex. So uh, I kept doing it. And then the first ever uh, uh, Guilty Feminist uh, podcast we ever did, the theme was nudity, and my uh, challenge was to pose in front of a life drawing class naked, and more people saw me in that room naked than had ever previously seen me naked in my life, in total. I'm not a very naked person. And, which probably surprises you, given my freewheeling attitude to talking about... To wiping. Thank you. (laughs) And... This is also the last episode of The Guilty Feminist ever to be recorded, so you guys are here at a special Because we've peaked. peaked. No, because we're never speaking again. And... uh, (laughs) We're starting a new podcast called Deborah Learns About Personal Hygiene. Oh, no, no, I was always clean. I'm just saying, when you first get your period and you get out of bed and you go, oh, I've got my period, right? That second is a very different second than the previous second. Oh, you know what this is? This is you not being fat. What? No, my thighs do that. I just keep my thighs together, then nothing runs down my thighs. Are you insane? Well, you have must you have. There's stuff running thighs. down them. There is, I swear um, to you, regular I regular occurrences. My thighs are ample, and yet I still have the... I have no... Not fat, not fat enough. Not fat. I, you should get fat. I, no. You can be hairy and fat. No. You'll never see any body liquids. <laughs> I think you'd love that. This is officially the most disgusting episode we've ever done, and we've done periods. Um, which are not disgusting. Yeah. You saved oh, it there. Yeah, I really did. I don't think anyone <laughs> noticed. I, when I did the life drawing one, I went for a, a wax that day, just because, you know, you're going to be standing naked. And I was on the phone, because sometimes I go on the phone to distract myself from the waxing. I've got a great relationship with my waxer. And she just took it all off. And I actually, standing, posing naked in front of people, somehow it felt less exposing, weirdly, to not be showing them my pubic hair. And I don't the, think that's weird. Uh, the other model had a little tiny strip... And I didn't have anything. And then I was like, oh, it's kind of weird. Like, we're like Barbies sort of thing. Anyway, um, so I just kept on doing that. And then I just was like, this is my choice thing. This is my, let's just make an informed choice. I'm not saying everyone has to do this by any means, but this is my method to make sure I'm really making a choice. And I'm not just going, this makes me feel safe and sexy because I've seen it on billboards. So I've grown my hair back uh, just to see what it's like. And it is, it's kind of like, hello, darkness, my old friend. I'm liking it. I'm I'm like, oh, I feel kind of more womanly. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm a grown-up. Why did I have no hair? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health 
right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We're so happy to have this guest on. Uh, we love it to bits. Please welcome to the stage, Jordan Raskopoulos. Welcome. Did I pronounce that correctly? No. I'm sorry. What is it? Uh, Raskopoulos. Oh, so, oh Raskopoulos. Yeah, that's all right. It's a common mistake. Uh, how, well, thanks for coming. How's your French? Uh, it's going well. Um, this is our seventh year here, so it's kind of find trying to find new ways uh, to be achieving here. So, um, you know, we've sold out before, so I'm like, oh, what's really good now that's not selling out? So we're looking for good reviews. We're like, oh. this is our best-reviewed show. Oh, that's, oh, that's cool. Good. Congratulations. Yeah. So Jordan is in a band called Access of Awesome, mm-hmm. and it's an Australian comedy rock band. Is More that, or less, yeah. Is that a, yeah. an accurate description? A musical comedy group. They're very, very, very funny. Thank you. Uh, I personally don't read reviews up here because they mm. get into my head. Yeah, I mean, I look after a lot of the band's social media, so I have Google alerts, so I get all the reviews coming into my um, inbox, so I, I can deal with it. I mean, I, I dealt with the comments when I came out as transgender, so I can deal with everything. So. Fair enough, fair yeah. enough. That's true. I haven't had to do that, so I'm like, what do you mean three stars? <laughs> uh, so I guess if you've come out as transgender, you're like, oh, three stars, uh, uh, <laughs> fuck you. Um, <laughs> In terms of that experience mm. and body hair, yeah, uh, is there a shift? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of hair to deal with. I mean, when I came out um, to our YouTube fans, um, it was in a video called uh, What's Happened to Jordan's Beard? Um, <laughs> because I started Transition um, about eight months before I actually came out to our fans. So um, I was in the process of, of removing my beard permanently. Um, and we were getting a lot of comments like, what's happened to Jordan's beard? Your poor Jordan doesn't look good without the beard. Where's the beard gone? Um, and then there was a lot of um, homosexual men who were really disappointed because I was like a poster boy for them. And so they're like, where's the bear gone? Where's the bear? And so when I came out, it was like, yeah, this is what's happened to Jordan's beard and this is why it's never coming back. But the removal of that, uh, which is still ongoing, uh, it was very painful and it involved a lot of lasers and electrolysis. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's funny, um, when I came out, some people were like, oh, you're going to have to deal with waxing now. I'm like, bitch, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'd already dealt with waxing before, so that was fine. Waxing a scrotum's fun. You have to help. <laughs> Wait, can you? Oh. you gotta, you got to, like, unfold it like a tent. And, um, no. Yeah, you have to... Ho- you have to- you have, you have to pull it out so it's flat like a sheet of paper and so that way they can wax it. So you need to assist them, like a kite even, or a, oh or a sail. See, uh, I've done threading. So much information. Yeah. I've done threading and they make you uh, Yeah, similar, similar to the threading. The, the, the skin. So threading, if anyone doesn't know, is an Asian uh, system with cotton um, and they, they take a piece of cotton and they make a little loop and they kind of pull the hairs out. And it's better for your face than waxing because you're putting hot wax on your face, basically. And it's better than shaving. 
So I have my eyebrows threaded and oh my God, the pain. Can I, can I describe electrolysis for you? <gasps> Do it. Okay, so this is a method of permanent hair removal. Uh, and so what it involves is uh, a series of 32 probes. They're not needles, they're probes because they're blunt. Um, each one is inserted into a hair follicle. Uh, and then you hold an electrode in one hand and they pass an electric current through the probes. What? So um, pass a current through your body and that causes electrolysis. So what that means is that you have equal and opposite chemical reactions happening in your hand where the other electrode is and in your face where the, where the first one is. So the water and salt in your hand becomes hydrochloric acid and the water and salt in your face becomes sodium hydroxide, which is lye. And then that burns the hair follicle, and so you do that for about five minutes, and then they've killed 32 hairs. 32? Yeah. I would really want the whole forest gone yeah. at that point. And so then they, then, they pull, then they pull them out, and then they insert them to another, uh, another 32, and you do that every week for about a year. Oh, oh my shit. God. That sounds like the worst year of anybody's life. I'm kind of into it. <laughs> Um, Is there an SM effect? Uh, maybe a little bit. I could put on some like Iron Maiden and just embrace it. Do you? Yeah. Do you That's have Do you have tattoos? Do I have a tattoo? Yeah, yeah, yeah I've got. So tattoos. is it the pain equal or worse? Or? Oh um, no, much much worse. It's it's, it's worse. chemical burn. It's caustic burning. It's a very intense oh. base. Oh. Um, not not bases in sound. Bases in not an acid. Because I cry um, when I get tattoos. And I was yeah. Like, That's okay. No, it's not as bad. I. I know people that have had it for their armpits mm. and just, like, women who just, like, I don't want to deal with shaving anymore, but I've just never wanted to do it because I'm, like, anything permanent that I'm doing to my body, I have the same sensation about tattoos, actually. I'm, like, yeah. what if I change my mind? I change my mind all the time. Like, what if I, you know... Yeah, I, I'm not changing my mind about the beard. Um, <laughs> no, fair, fair, <laughs> I'm on cool. That, on, the, on, that, on that level, yeah. completely fair enough. I got paranoid about top lip hair. Sure. And I'd say to my threader, can you see it? She'd be like, no, no. And mm. then one day she went, all right, let me just have a go at it. And if the pain of threading your eyebrows, as well, I mean, it was, I was like, fuck! Yeah, yeah. Um, and she had to say, could you please be quiet because you're scaring the other patients. Um, not patients, the clients. Yeah. The other inmates. Vic- victims. The other victims, um, exactly. Yeah, I'm the only person my electrologist uh, has had fall asleep while getting their lip done. Um, oh, my Christ. Oh, you're so what are you made roll. of? Oh, I don't know. Wow. Yeah. Just pure rag and roll. Just wrong chromosomes. Uh, <laughs> so well, I, I don't know if it's that personal asking about the rest of your body. No, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> do you shave your legs and stuff? Now, um, so I, I did laser on most of my body. So, um, like, I lasered my chest and my back. I was a very hairy person uh, prior to transition. But I can't, you can't laser over tattoos um, because, mm. it, you know, it sets them on fire or something. Um, <laughs> So, well, if you had an exploding tattoo, if your tattoo <laughs> burst into fire, you'd be the most rock and roll person in the history wrong, of rock yeah. and roll. I also feel um, like you wouldn't care. You'd just be like, yeah. <laughs> But so I've got, where I've got tattoos on my body, they're not, they haven't been able to laser over them. So I've been able to gauge how much that part of my body has changed from hormones. And I was like, oh, I probably didn't need to laser certain, like my back or my chest, because that kind of just kind of took care of itself. Is there a world in which in... 20 years' time or 50 years' time that a person can transition and not need to worry about 
certain hair, that some of the hair will change and some of it will come lighter because of hormones. And yeah, that kind of I mean, if you if you look at trans people across different cultures and, and cultures that are a little more accepting of, of different gender identities, like if you look at the kind of the, the hijra in India or the fafafini, you kind of see a, a different attitude to trans bodies in those spaces and that there is an, you know, the person is accepted for who they are without the kind of pull towards the gender binary and, and towards changing their body um, so maybe in the future as we kind of explore gender more and gender fluidity is kind of more accepted and understood, perhaps people will, yeah, just kind of go with the flow a bit more. I, we'll just have to see. I'm wondering that because I'm seeing, like, with my nephew's generation, how much children, because their parents now are not going, no, you can't have that toy, don't read that book, you might see a girl in it. Uh, it's the children now who are being raised in sort of open, accepting households are so much more gender fluid than yeah. our generation were. Who's this? There's a celebrity, isn't there, that has a child. I don't know enough about this stuff. Wasn't there a celebrity who had a child who uh, that was gender neutral? Will Smith. Is it Will Smith? Will Smith, yeah. Will Smith's son is it, I want to say, Jaden? Yeah. Jaden Smith? Because yeah. that's the thing that can change things. But at the same time, I just, I feel like we're very lucky that we're in like a bubble, like our Facebook. Feed is you know people who agree with us, and we mm. kind of think, oh, the whole world agrees with us, and then Brexit happens, and you're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. And I really hope it's going that way. That's why I mention uh, Will Smith is that that's you know he's a very public person, and that might maybe that'll change something, but it also changes something that that you had the courage to come out and that you did this publicly. Yeah, I mean, I kind of had to to still have a job, um, <laughs> but it was no. I look, I, I really through transition struggled with how people would take it when I came out. And even making the decision to, to come out publicly, I think, you know, the fact is the hormones did their work and I, I looked very different. And then people stopped stopping me in the street and asking for photos and people didn't recognise me. And there was a moment where I was like, I could walk away and mm. I could abandon my public profile, I could abandon this career and I could start over. But I didn't want to. I really enjoy what I'm doing. I, I really love singing. I love, really love performing. So I, I wanted to continue. But I also felt... It was important for me because I wanted to maintain so much continuity in my life and that so much of the trans narrative is that restart that, you know, particularly early in the 90s, people were forced to restart. They were forced to seek out new friends and move to new cities and start new lives so that people wouldn't know they were trans. And, you know, I, I struggled with Caitlyn Jenner's coming out because she seemed to do that. She seemed to draw a line under Bruce and then start over and almost have a new personality. And so for me coming out publicly, my message was about continuity, that I wanted to say, I'm still the same person, I still love the same stuff, I still sing, I still sing with the same voice and the same vocal range and the same vocal register. My name is the same. And this is something new that you found out about me. And I've had so many young people come message me going, I didn't know you could do it like that. You know, I thought I had to, if I wanted to Go do to this, basically, basically, yeah, I, I thought I had to change everything in my life. And through seeing your journey, realising that I didn't, and, I mean, I had, to, I had to come to that conclusion on my own as well. You know, initially I thought it was incompatible and that's what held me off transitioning for so long and that's why I did it at 32 and not earlier. Wow. That's really interesting. Yeah. Uh, questions from the audience? Hello. Hi. Um, we've talked a lot about um, hair removal, mm. um, but it has are feminists who is experiencing involuntary hair loss, how much do you think as feminists if you deal with the continuous sense of how a woman should look 
and um, how much you can form to that look. So uh, like head hair loss as opposed to body hair. Jordan? Um, I wear a wig. Um, a lot of people don't know, but um, half my hair is not my hair. I don't know. I mean, I, I dealt with male pattern baldness and that was quite dysphoric for me. And a lot of it grew back, but then I had to kind of make the decision of whether I wanted that to be me. And I kind of decided that I'm happier wearing a hair hat um, <laughs> day to day. And I might change my mind over that. I might get more comfortable with my body, but the, the way it is at the moment, I wear my hair hat. <laughs> That's the best it's, word for it. Yeah, it's, it's, I would never have known in a million years. Yeah, I mean, it's people hair. And I mean, I, I think a big issue for me was kind of grappling with the ethics of that because the, the sourcing of human hair for wigs is sometimes um, dubious. The origin is, is sometimes dubious and, and comes through threat of violence or all manner of things. So, you know, trying to find ethically sourced hair for a wig is hard and expensive as well. Yeah. I think we all kind of agree that we shouldn't have to conform to the expectations and the whatever you feel like you have to look like. But it's hard, isn't it? I mean, I've had friends who had their hairdressers take a few inches more of their hair than they wanted to, and it's been the worst thing that's ever happened to them. And that's not me marking them, because I know that can be such a... I think I've wanted to cut my hair really, really short for a while, but it's terrifying. Mm. And it's it shouldn't be. your identity, your hair. That's what I think. I, it's, I, but it's I once not. Had, that's I, a point. We feel like it, but it's, it's not, and it isn't part of... It, I mean, it's hard, I mean, for, uh, from a trans perspective, but this is something that cis women with short or no hair deal with, is being misgendered. You know, for, for me, it's a hard thing, and it's it, having longer hair means I get misgendered far less frequently. You know, uh, even around bathroom use and, and stuff like that, that I have a lot of, um, you know, lesbian friends who have quite short hair being told off in the bathroom, you know, being mistaken for men. And that's distressing. And, mm. and if that's something that goes hand in hand with the way that your body is developing or changed or whatever, then... You, you can make that decision for yourself. Also, I think aesthetics, I feel that it is part of your identity, for me anyway. I feel aesthetics are part of my identity because it's sort of something for me that separates us from the animals is how we decorate ourselves. And that's in every single culture. You can go back and be an anthropologist and dig up decoration from thousands of years ago. People mm. were saying, this is me. I wear this red necklace or I tattoo this onto my shoulder. This is how I make myself me and not just one of a million humans. So for me, I think your aesthetics are a part of your identity and it's something that does make you human. So my decision, because if I say to my cat, do you want the red collar or the blue collar? It's not going to go, show me the blue one again. Yeah, which one leads to the matrix? Yeah, Uh. (laughs) Yeah. it's not going to say that. It's not going to know, it's not going to care. It can't see itself in a mirror. And one of the things that makes me human is my ability to look in the mirror and go, I change, I, 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 I grow this hair, I pull this hair back, I shave this hair, mm. I roar, I present myself this way or that way. And it can depend on the week, on the morning, on the, no, on totally. the, the party, on the how gendered I'm feeling, yeah. all of those not, things. But it's not like if you, if you shaved of all your hair, your husband was going to come home and go, oh shit, who's the cat? Yeah. I mean, no. it's, it's no, interesting. But if I lost my hair because I had to have chemotherapy, I would imagine it would have a profound impact. If I hadn't chosen shaving. No, my I hair, agree. I, no, yeah. I totally agree. I, I think my point was that it shouldn't have to. Of course, we can and we yeah. should if we want to, but we shouldn't feel like we have to have long hair in order to feel like you look like a woman. 
I mean, it is, I mean, it's interesting that you kind of bring up tattoos in that context because for me, tattoos have an interesting way of taking control of your body because I hated my body and I was dysphoric about my body um, for so long. And for me, getting tattooed was a way of, and the way I rationalised at the time is, you know, everybody's body changes and they get older and things happen that you don't like, like you lose your hair and blah, blah, blah. And tattoos are a way of taking control and... Mm. You know, unpacking that through transition as well was a lot tied up in my dysphoria. But it's the same thing. It's like if changing your body or altering your body gives you control, whether that's tattoo, whether that's shaving your head, whether that's growing your head, then that's ultimately a good thing, I think. Mm. But it's when you're talking about hair loss, to go back to your question, you're talking about something that's being taken away from your control. And I think that's why it can feel dehumanising or defeminizing if you're a woman or demasculinizing if you're a man mm. uh, who you know identifies as such, is because something's being taken away from you. Uh, if you choose to cut your hair really short, and or you choose as a guy to grow your hair long and you and go against that trend, that's a statement in itself. Yeah. That's a piece of identity in itself. Do you know what I mean by that? Mm. So it's more, I feel like, what do you want to do rather than what does society expect of you? Those things are different questions, I think. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, she's left. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very You're so much. Great. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah, so thank you for, for sharing this. your experiences with us. Uh, it's been really, really interesting and helpful and, uh, and fascinating. And I think on the podcast as well, we're going to get a lot of tweets from people who that means a lot to. And for all of us to be able to ask those questions and learn and explore as we're in an age of increasingly more inclusion, like every month I feel like, the language is changing and the, the way people are included is changing yeah. and we need to be able to talk about it in order to understand how to include better. So we really appreciate it. A big round of applause for Jordan Raskopoulos! Where can people find you? Twitter, social media? Uh, yeah, so if you, you Google Access of Awesome or Jordan Rasko, I'm on all the social medias uh, under those names so if you want me jordan rasco if you want the band axis of awesome i don't know if you guys have ever seen axis of awesome but they're unbelievably good we're I'm really good excited. <laughs> what's the what's the name of the title of your show this year i uh, won't ever not stop giving up yes and uh i feel that's true of uh, you you <laughs> won't ever not stop giving up and uh we it's ultimately uh, positive in the positive direction we, we when we wrote it out we we're like no it won't ever no, that's, that, was, that won't give up. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's persistence. Okay, great. Yeah. And, uh, and along with us at The Guilty Feminist, we won't ever not stop giving up either. Uh, do you have anything uh, you would like the audience to see, listen to or hear about, Sophie Hagen? This episode? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I've started... I just Today I launched uh, my own little podcast called Made of Human, uh, which is where I talk to people uh, I like and respect who are slightly introverted people and I talk to them about how they deal with life and how they manage to be humans in this world that's a bit terrifying. And my first guest is uh, Josie Long, and that came out today. I think you should listen to that. And I'm on Twitter at Sophie Hagen. Um, I'm on Twitter at Deborah FW. And also I'm doing a show called Global Pillage, and it was a diversity challenge of this show where I challenged myself to make a panel show where the, the panellists were diverse and the questions were about cultural diversity and it's two teams of comedians versus the hive mind of the audience. So if you know the answer, you can shout it out. Find us on Twitter at Pod, on Instagram at The Guilty Feminist and uh, go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating. Or however many give stars you Five-star five star rating. Five-star rating. <laughs> 
have been listening to The Guilty Feminist with Sophie Hagen, me, Deborah Francis White, and our special guest, Jordan Moscotlis. The recording engineer was Gary Boyle. The music was by Mark Hodge. The producer was Thompson Whiskey for the Spontaneity Shop. Thanks to everyone at The Guilty Blue, and Butler, and everyone at SoTV, as well as all of you for listening. For more information about this and other episodes, visit guiltyfeminist.com. Has anyone ever said I'm a feminist but as in like a but? Oh that yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but De- Deborah told me. I'm a feminist but. I'm a feminist. I'm so happy you said Deborah told me to stop doing that. <laughs> That's because I don't like bottoms. Uh, I do well I do, but not that way. Just not, uh, just not wiping them. I, you may you may in you may insert just nothing coming out. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com